This is Josh Kanak, and I'm a sales agronomist in CHS Ag Services in Hazel, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan. We'll also hear from Sierra Doctor as well. Most areas from the eastern Dakotas to Michigan and Ohio will see a mix of light rain or snow and dry conditions over the next week to 10 days. World Weather Incorporated says late harvest activity should advance well with mostly light precipitation. Temperatures across the northern plains remaining cold this week before warming slightly early next week. Brazil expected to see regular rounds of rain over the week, next week to 10 days. Two to four inches are forecast for northern Brazil and up to an inch and a half in southern Brazil. World Weather says Argentina will be dry, which will allow for rapid planting progress following recent rains there. World Weather says Argentina will need additional rains later this month, though, to keep crops from becoming stressed. Northern Plains feeder cattle auctions have uh, continued to enjoy 200 plus per hundredweight prices for calves this fall, while the southern tier of the U.S. prices have eased quite a bit lower. Steiner Consulting Group economist Alton Kahlo says the northern feeder cattle prices have stayed strong in anticipation of the fall run. We've seen a, a pretty significant improvement in the prices that uh, producers are, are getting for the calves that are coming to, uh, uh, to market in the fall. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of times that's just a function of uh, the supply that's on the ground. We've had several years of smaller calf crops. Uh, but also what uh, you know what the feed pressures are and uh, the availability and uh, that's also that's been also driving the spread between uh, feeder cattle prices up north where we're certainly looking at you know places like Montana for instance and South Dakota then as you look you know further south prices there have eased quite a bit and Kalo expects the feeder cattle market to peak prices in or have prices peak out in 2024 well I think for the next couple of years uh, for sure um, I mean it uh, you know if you were to, to look at a parallel um, you know I think probably the closest parallel would be uh, you know, 2013, 2014, um, and in my mind, and this is just my personal opinion, is that uh, 2024 is going to be closer to what we observe in 2014 in terms of the, the supply outlook and uh, what it will, the impact it's going to have on uh, on feeder cattle prices. USDA preparing to roll out phase two of the emergency relief program and a new pandemic assistance revenue program. The Ag Department said it was sharing information early to help farmers and ranchers put together documentation and train FSA staff on the new approach. The phase two of the emergency relief program is for farmers and ranchers who suffered eligible losses in 2020 and 2021, but did not receive assistance in phase one. The pandemic program is for farmers and ranchers who suffered revenue losses in 2020 when compared to 2019 or 2020 due to the COVID-19 outbreak. Program is designed to cover gaps in previous pandemic assistance, which suffered a price loss or lack of market access rather than an overall revenue loss. Ever Ag market analyst Matt Trainel says traders are taking some war premium added to the grain market yesterday out 
this uh, today after it was determined by NATO that Russia did not fire the missiles that landed in Poland. They had kind of assumed that it was a stray missile that was shot from Russia and uh, missed Ukraine and went into Poland on accident. Uh, regardless, the, uh, the, the fear was that now that we had a NATO nation, uh, maybe this war would escalate a little bit. Uh, later on in the evening, it was determined by both uh, Poland and NATO that, in fact, it was a Russian-made missile, but it was shot from a Ukrainian defense mechanism, and it ended up there, and there was not any type of uh, aggressive intent. And Trano says the livestock market seems to be, rea to be reacting to the same storyline. With corn backing off, I think the livestock markets, especially cattle and, and, and feeders, live cattle and feeders are a little bit higher, usually have a little bit of a uh, inverse relationship, corn being down, cattle being up, cattle being uh, down, corn being up. So I think cattle is, is certainly following the, the news story there. Uh, cattle has particularly been tra trending towards the bottom end of its uh, trading range. And the energy market adding additional weight to these grain markets today with crude oil lower. Comstock Investments market analyst Joe Camp says regional shortages continue to support diesel fuel prices while oil is moving lower. We talk about a disparity in supplies like for diesel in the Northeast and what we're dealing with with a really diminished supply of the fuel products and that for one has been such a friendly storyline in the in the grain space particularly for soybeans lately because of the way it's driven soybean oil higher we talk about the future for expansion of oilseed processing demand but right now there's just a lack of available supply and a huge incentive the way diesel prices have remained higher and we'd think the same should generally extend to corn and I'd say it does considering where we see basis values. And this week's lower ethanol production as well as ethanol supply will pressure the corn market near term. You have the production down. Stocks, though, also lower on the week. So not a big surprise for this time of the year. Still, though, possibly running a little bit under what we would need to to meet uh, current estimates for the balance sheet so that it would always worry some uh, of the bulls cost some liquidation here but it's a I think a macro trade going any everything from the risk premium related to the war to mostly talk of better weather across key parts of the world including South America and then again when you have the nervousness it seems like in the stock market and with the crude oil being down like this just not a strong bid in the grains uh, yet today. And you can hear the latest farm news, weather, podcasts anytime at rrfn.com or most anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Wednesday farm news on the Red River Farm Network. The weekly report from the Energy Information Administration says ethanol production for the week ending November 11th was down 40,000 barrels per day to 1.01 million barrels a day. Ethanol stocks also declined, but down 900,000 barrels to 21.3 million barrels. North Dakota Stockman's Association is hosting an online marketing seminar centered on mailing distribution tomorrow. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has more.
Production sale season is right around the corner, and many seed stock producers are gearing up for their annual sale. North Dakota Stockmen's Association Communications Director Elizabeth Nesham says the upcoming webinar will discuss cost-effective methods for mail options for when producers need to put together their timeline and mailing budget. So the North Dakota Stockmen's Association Seed Stock Council is hosting a webinar, and this is going to encompass um, kind of a leveraging your mailing marketing session. And so Abram Mert, CEO of Livestock Direct, and Jody Gudens of the U.S. Postal Service um, is going to speak on cost-effective mailing options for producers. Mertz's company, Livestock Direct, mails and um, prints sale catalogs. He will also explain kind of his platform, which tracks the catalog deliveries, um, enables producers to call, text, email a specific customer base um, rather than just mailing their catalog and watching it go. And Nesham says there's been many changes over the last few years from the U.S. Postal Service. So the Seedstock Council works to promote the Seedstock cattle industry in North Dakota. Just a group of producers, I think there's 12 producers around the state um, to represent all the different breeds, come together and they kind of say, hey, what can we do to um, bring some value back to the Seedstock producers? And so that was the whole thought process behind it. There's been a lot of talk about U.S. Postal Service, um, as hard as they work, might not be keeping up, that kind of thing. And we know that every seed stock producer is preparing for their annual marketing event, whether it be that in-person production sale, online auction, private treaty, whatnot. So there is that strong likelihood that promotional materials need to be distributed through the mail. So that was where that um, thought process came from. Um, we try to bring that value back to the seed stock producer and others that would gain value from it. Pre-registration for the webinar is required. Information can be found at ndstockman.org. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Agricultural law and taxation professor at Kansas State University, Roger McOwen, says farmers and ranchers need to be skeptical of any sort of promotion for tax credits. Um, anytime you see somebody pushing uh, credits that you can receive, tax credits, be careful uh, because some of those, the research and development credit, the employee retention credit, um, uh, th those are a couple right now that are hot spots and IRS is really looking at those and going after some of the promoters of those. The promotions look pretty attractive, um, and that's by design, but we have to be very careful. So I would say any time a farmer say, sees a credit that's being pushed by some type of promoter, take it to your tax professional. Take it to your attorney that does tax for you. Have them look at that and say, is this, is this on the up and up? Red River Land Company reporting three separate sales, totaling 50 American Crystal Sugar Company sugar beet stock sold this week. Those shares sold at $4,800 per share. A third rail union has rejected a, the tentative labor agreement. Negotiations remain in a cooling off period and neither side can enact a work stoppage until December 4th at the earliest. The deal that was made in September would have provided union workers with a 24% compounded wage increase over a five-year period and five annual $1,000 lump sum payments. The disagreement now involves railroad's sick leave policy. And the 37th annual American Farm Bureau Federation survey on the cost of a Thanksgiving meal for 10 people, up 20% from last year. 
The price for a 16-pound turkey is up 21%. 14-ounce bag of cube stuffing up 69%. That veggie tray is up 8%. Dinner rolls are up 22%. 12-ounce bag of fresh cranberries, though, down 14% from last year. Reporting agriculture's business, this is the Red River Farm Network. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. The 2022 United Nations Climate Change Conference, uh, COP27, continues in Egypt. U.S. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack said the uh, agriculture industry is well represented at that conference. And I will tell you that I'm certainly pleased to visit with representatives of the various commodity groups that are here at, at COP27. The dairy industry, the soybean industry, the corn industry, and others well represented. Uh, excited about the fact that agriculture has finally uh, gotten its day, if you will, uh, at, at these COP meetings. So I think you can expect and anticipate that there will continue to be discussions and negotiations about the importance of agriculture and the role that it can play. Vilsack also says that the Partnership for Climate Smart Commodities can be an example of a voluntary program. Uh, and I think the United States, with the Partnership for Climate Smart Commodities, is showing uh, a process through which voluntary incentive and market-driven efforts can, uh, can potentially see significant reductions in greenhouse gas emissions related to agriculture. Checking markets before we leave you this noon hour. December wheat in Minneapolis is trading 13 and a quarter cents lower at 960 and three quarters. March is down 13 cents. Chicago December wheat down 14 and three quarters at 813 and a half. And Kansas City December wheat down 10 at 953. December corn down three cents at 663 and three quarters. March corn's down three and three quarters at 665 and a half. January soybeans down 31 and a quarter cents at 1426 and a quarter. March is down 30 cents at 1431 and three quarters. December meal is down 430 a ton at 405.60. Bean oil is down 275 points at 71.92. In Winnipeg, January canola now down $19 a metric ton at 875.50 Canadian. December live cattle, 62 cents higher, 151.90. February's up $1.25. January feeder cattle, 37 cents higher, 177.40. March is 32 cents higher. And December lean hogs, 12 cents higher, 85.45. February's up 12 cents. Right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 55 points at 33,537. Crude oil's down $1.42 a barrel at $85.50. Thanks for joining us. Have a great afternoon. This is the Red River Farm Network.